Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. Heyo. Okay. So Melissa here, and I wanted to touch on authenticity. So many oftentimes I'll find entrepreneurs that find like something that they look up to for a successful mentor or coach, or whether it's a business model that they're interested in, but they start to really just kind of model that individual or system versus listening to their own intuition on what that looks like in an authentic form. Now, I also was guilty of this when I first started. See, I started off as an intuitive healer, but I didn't know that. And I also didn't identify with the word intuitive, psychic, or medium because of fear blocks and what other people would think of me. So I was living inauthentically. And when I say that, I want it to trigger you on some level because I want you to ask yourself, am I being authentic? Am I looking at who I am and the potential I bring or am I holding back and playing small on some level? Whether it's in fear of judgment from you know the high school peers that we had to what maybe a family member or the in-laws might think or anything like that, because I've had it all. I've had criticism from every avenue of my life and here's the thing that happened for me. And I say for me and not to me because I removed the victimhood. So that's something that if you've listened to other podcast episodes, I want you to be cognitively aware of how I use different verbiage and the reasoning behind it. But when I say for me, it's not something I'm grateful for all the time, but it's allowed me to grow and I choose to look at it in a cup half full instead of a cup half negative. So living authentically stems in understanding who you are on a soul level, not who you are on the physical scale or like I'm, I don't look at skin color or anything like that. I'm very much a person of like, who are you on the core? Like, who are you on a mission serving individual? And the reason I say that is I'm an advocate for understanding and believing that we all bring some value and messaging and that we all have a purpose hidden inside of us and that the gift is actually listening to it and making a valuable choice on doing something with that. And the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I also have had inauthentic moments and then I've had moments where I chose to rise and become authentic. And life has never been better than when I've started to do that. But it's not always been easy. And so example A, 
I have worked at businesses where I was fueling other people's dreams. Was it a bad choice? No, it was something I needed to do at that point. I started working at individuals, businesses, such as like offices to I waitress to, I would have three jobs at the same time. Like I was somebody who even in high school, I had two jobs. I was working full-time, going to school full-time. And I was still saving up to make it as soon as we moved out. My husband and I have been together since grade nine. So I actually set us up so we could move out and, Get our own place. And that's something that I attribute to really understanding that I, I knew I wanted, I knew I needed, but I did jobs that I definitely didn't align with, that I wasn't authentic in, that I had to put on a persona so that way I would be perceived in a way that would allow me to maybe scale or get better in it. And here's one example that actually maybe you relate with as well. I worked at a bank. I'm not going to name the bank. They were really great for training us and stuff on like a big scale, but they looked at us all as a number. There was no personality allowed, really. We weren't allowed to wear anything that had like hoods or, you know, were fun and like you had to be professional. And I got pulled into the office all the time on my clothing. And now if you don't know me, you might not understand that I'm actually a tomboy at heart. To dress up is weird for me. To do my hair is not normal. And like, I am somebody who only recently started understanding makeup when I was actually getting ready for my wedding and my photographer asked what my makeup palette would look like. And it was because she was understanding what kind of lighting and things that we were going for. I didn't have a makeup palette. I didn't know any of these things. So when I got pulled into these offices and like talked to about like, okay, well your shoes are interesting, but would you consider wearing something with, and like, they were very much, you know, pushing me towards finding heels and things that I don't wear. I just, that's not, not who I am. I'm a flip flop. I got married barefoot on the beach in Mexico, like total hippie on all of these things. And so I was being pushed and forced into a box. And when that happened, some people either contract and some people expand. And I actually really just broke that, that little barrier ribbon around me. And I was like, I can't work here anymore. This does not align with me. I actually felt suffocated and I was getting physically sick as a result. And so authenticity is actually something that belongs to the core of who you are. If you are being forced to fit into a mold that doesn't sit with you, you will feel it. You will feel it not only emotionally, you'll feel you know broken down or maybe maybe tired or, you know, broken in that space, but you might even mentally have these frustrations where you'll have these stress thoughts that come up and they're not positive, they're negative, And they bring up the words like depression or anxiety or post-trauma or PTSD or anything like that too, because it's just a continuation of somebody telling you that you at the core is not worthy and you might need to change in order to fit in. And that is unacceptable. So that's where I'm taking a stand right now. And I'm saying in my authenticity, if you are, for example, sexist, racist, or homophobic, you might not like me because I actually preach the opposite of all of that. My language is love. And I believe that we all bring value. And not only that, but I'm so strongly passionate about it because I'm a girl, my husband's brown and my brother's gay. And I am a full supporter for anybody who wants to live authentically in that. I don't care what you call it, but if you are a happy, kind person and you're living your joy, why should I have an opinion against that? I want you to celebrate you at the core of who you are and your messaging behind it. And the reason I want that for you is because I believe you are worthy. And I believe that everybody else's opinions really don't matter. And so I actually had put it out there. I want reviews. I want people to come into my podcast and I want people to like really let me know what they liked and maybe what they didn't like. And I said, but do it with integrity and be real and never ever feel like you have to give me a five star on anything if you don't like it. And I laughed so so hard because on day one, somebody gave me a one-star rating and I chuckled because I was like, you know what? 
fair game, man. Like I said, be real and you authentically showed up. So I'm high-fiving the one star lover of all of that because it allows me to push past those barriers of like where I maybe had fear thoughts of maybe there is somebody out there that I don't resonate with. Of course there is. I'm definitely not everybody's cup of tea. I talk fast, but I also know that there's people out there who like that. I'm a podcast listener and an audible listener, and I will speed up the rate if they talk too slow because that drives me nuts. So I know where my core values are. I know where my integrity sits and I know my authenticity now, but did I always? No. So here's some cues that you might be able to identify if you're not sitting in that little sweet spot, we'll call it. So if you are living in a life where you feel like you have to fit a mold, and wear the clothes that they need you to wear and, you know, have the life that you feel you need to fit in in order to be accepted by family or by loved ones or by whatever kind of cultural norm you feel like you might need to sit in. I want you to ask yourself, is that thought pattern mine or is it something that maybe I was subjectively brought on and subconsciously accepted? And when I say that, I want you to understand that I also teach deep cellular healing. What that means is we can carry limiting beliefs, fears, and blocks from other people that actually aren't even ours. So when I say this, I mean, authenticity can stem where you might actually have a discomfort or something pops up, but you're still, you know, moving through those motions, but you don't realize why. So this is where I'm challenging you a little bit. I invite you to go in and riff off some things that have held you back in the past and then ask yourself, did I allow that to happen? Or did I allow the fear or the thoughts or, or whatever criticisms that might've come up from other people be what held me back? And then does it authentically sit with me or do I hold regret or remorse or any of those R's in that space? And if that's the case, I want to ask you, what would you do differently? And then ask yourself, why aren't you doing it today? Why aren't you taking action now? Because I always knew I was intuitive, but I didn't know to what level. And when I say that, I actually want to say right now, I believe every single person is intuitive. I believe we are all spiritual. I believe we all have these abilities, but the gift comes from developing it. And I found that from one of my mentors, and I'm going to give a huge shout out to Carmel Joy Baird. She was one of the first people who kind of gave permission to say, like, if I can do it, you can do it. If um, you've ever struggled with panic and anxiety, I have too. And that's where I found out it was actually my mediumship abilities. I was medicated in high school for panic and anxiety. And the reason that they did that was because I described symptoms of an anxiety attack. But in reality, it's the feeling of picking up mediumship from other people. And in high school, my husband and I, we had lost seven people around us. And these people, you know, energy lives on. I believe it transfers. So if this resonates with you, please keep listening and pay attention and take what you like and leave what you don't. And if, if you're somebody who's going to leave a one-star review, no, I love you too. And authentically just show up and voice yourself and just know that I appreciate the value that you have an opinion and that matters. But here's the thing. I thought I was lesser than because I didn't fit into a mold of which social norm allowed. The doctors I spoke to, they told me that's not normal. And then I believed them. And then I kept taking all these limiting beliefs. As a child, I was told my thoughts and things were imaginative or I must have made it up or I was a good storyteller. And then I started to think, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a weird duck that just has these things happen. And nobody else does. But here's the thing. These occurrences happen to all of us. As I started, you know, opening up more and more, I started to realize that there's so many other people that hold these experiences back out of fear of judgment from others or being called a fake or, or for attention or whatever. But when you are with a circle that is safe and you can actually voice these experiences, you will find yourself in a crowd of like-minded individuals that just want to continue to support. And that's what I had to create. So I ended up creating a membership site for people like me. And when I say people, it is feminine based. So it's women. And it's called the Awakened Sisterhood. It's a closed membership circle that I only open up every so often. And the reason I do that is it's intuitive development 
and women's empowerment. And the reason I want to do both is that's what I was trained for. That's my passion. And I believe that there's a lack out there that says that we can and we deserve to, and it is time. And so as I continued to dive into myself, I was always finding a void in a safe space because I would tell secrets to friends and I would find they would go off and gossip. And I was like, that's not integrity on my end. Like that doesn't align with me. So authentically, I would withdraw from those friendships. If I found that I couldn't trust you, or if you weren't somebody who was gonna give that equal balance and equal energy exchange where it was a constant one-sided thing, I had to authentically listen to myself too and understand I'll be a friend to you, but I'm not going to pour myself into this where I know I'm going to get hurt. You have to authentically look at what can I do to make a difference in the world and what aligns with me, but what can I also do to protect myself too? Not shy away from relationships. I'm not saying that, but I am saying a lot of times we hold on to things because we want to fit in or we want to belong or we want that calling of just not being alone. And we actually lower our limit or our value bar of what our worth is. And I want that to stop for you today. I want you to take a moment and just allow yourself that opportunity to say, what do I deserve? And do I deserve this? And then authentically listen to yourself because your gut is your intuition. That is called claircognizance, your gut instinct, that inner knowingness. And that's actually my dominant clair. So I would randomly know things about people. And it really benefited me as a psychic medium, which allowed me to become an international psychic medium, which is how I started coaching and teaching. And I work on life and business. And the ideas are that just what aligned with me authentically. But I will say this, after I lost my sister, she passed away from a fentanyl drug overdose. And I talk about this because Nikki Bandman is a soul that carries on and we use pay it forwards to authentically share her energy and also our loss. And the reason we talk about it is so many people don't because they don't want to make it awkward for other people. And they don't want to live in that experience of what's gone on. And I can talk about it and not be emotional because I know I've worked through my healing. I'm doing the Brene Brown showing with the scar, not the wound. And I want you to understand that you have a story similar. You've gone through some experience that allows you to be more of an expert and that authenticity in your expertise is what's going to attract the right audience. And so when I say this, I mean, if you're listening, you are somebody who automatically was drawn to some form of the messaging that I have here. And that's where I'm hoping you get value. And then you can find your gifts and your authenticity and you can share with the world because each difference that we bring will make a difference in the long run. And I want that to be your goal. I want you to find joy in making opportunities from this, but not only that, I want to break these barriers of where we set these limitations. And what ended up happening is when I lost my sister, where I say it happened for me, I used to care what people thought. I used to care what, you know, I guess I would end up becoming one day or whatever that looked like because I had different goals at that time to who I am now. And I just stopped caring. And the reason that there is an explicit check mark on this podcast is because I'm about to drop the F-bomb. I created a Fuck It Fridays. And on Fuck It Fridays, I would actually go through and I would invite people in my group to go through the limiting blocks, fears, beliefs, and things that have held us back. Why? Because we all do it. We are our worst critic to ourselves. We are the hardest judgment, whether we're thin enough, beautiful enough, you know, calm enough. Do I bring enough value? Do I have enough certification? What do I bring to the table that's different than others that makes me worthy of charging this much? How can I charge that much when somebody charges less? Like all these thought patterns that will come up, I'm sure you've had some narrative at some point asking for a raise. I struggled with that forever. And now I know what I'm worth and I demand it. It's like, hey, if you want to work with me, great. And if not, I honor that, but I'm not going to lowball myself 
because I know the time, money, and energy I've invested in this, and I know the value that you will get at the end of the result. So if that sounds like something you want, great, I'm here. And if not, there's so many other people out there. I encourage you to do your research and make sure it works for you in the long run because it shouldn't be a pitch and that authenticity is what's going to attract the right audience. And I want you to understand that this is personal and professional. This works in relationships and everything too. So I vetted my boyfriend, my husband now, by just being authentic. I never once put on the facade. Like, you know how you'll, you'll see women on TV, and like I say this with love, but you'll see women on TV that when they're around certain individuals, they'll have like this really sweet baby voice and they'll change their personality and their demeanor to come off as like a Bambi where they're helpless or they need help. But then when they're with a group of girls, we have a natural voice that comes out very different and we can stand in our power, say our stuff, and then that's the real truth. That's not authentic. That's, that's two personalities you're putting on a facade to attract. And it's almost like when you call baiting, like you bait the hook to get a fish and then you get it in and the fish is like, that's not what I thought it was. You want to make sure that not only are you catching and releasing, but in everything in life, you're actually carrying on and holding on to it. And I guess I just threw a fishing analogy in my podcast. So I guess my dad would be proud. But the idea is that authenticity stems from that. I am a town girl at heart. I grew up in a small town. We actually moved to get some land so that way I could have my little redneck vibes. And the idea is I want that to show in who I am. I'm not going to put on a facade and I want you to understand that that's in for you too. So all of those would come on these fucking Fridays. I would go, okay, what limiting belief do you have on yourself this week? What are you ready to release? And then we would actually go through and we would rework and reprogram it. This stems in training that you can take with like manifestations, law of attraction, the secret, but like Bob Proctor talks on it. Gabrielle Bernstein talks on it. You can actually work on all of these. Like Dr. Jodis Bones, like these people all bring value and the idea is they bring a different tone to it, but it's staying authentic to you on a soul level. Really aligning in that. If you're going to tell yourself an affirmation over and over again, your body can tell differently. Your subconscious will feel what's a truth and what's an accurate feeling of it. That's why you want to visualize it. You want to go in through like, who am I at the core? What does this authenticity look like? Am I somebody who can stand in heels and, you know, take professional photos with these like Louis Vuittons? Or am I the redneck that's going to stand by a tree, smile, and just say like, find your true calling and listen to that? Like that's the difference between business models of different people too. You'll notice that people who are focused more on one energy driven aspect to it versus the others that have a different authenticity in it. Not one is better than the other. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying different people will align differently with your messaging, but you want to be authentic in it because that's who you're going to work with. I had worked with people before that I didn't align with, and this was in different jobs and occupations. And I actually was 16 and I had to take one to the employment standards branch because my integrity kept putting me in a place of discomfort. I was physically discomfort. I had emotional, mental discomfort. And what happened is, is when I confronted her and I said, like, these are not accuracies. I'm getting told to say lies to people. And I don't know. I don't agree. I don't, I don't enjoy this. This hurts. And I was challenged. Like, who are you? Who are you? And I was 16. So I actually didn't have any self-esteem and it really crushed me. So then I did more research. I got more opinions. I went and sought counsel. I actually became a peer counselor. And in that I had learned more about boundaries. And I learned more about self-worth. And that's when I decided I am valuable. My energy should not be compromised to value somebody else. And really all it was for her was money. It wasn't results. And I couldn't stand by that. And so 
Luckily, I did it the right way. I broke down the steps and I stood by it. And then I helped other people do the same. And it was all from a place of love. This person, that experience, everything I went through, I'm grateful. It allowed me to become the person I am today and have the knowledge that I have and just show the integrity that I carry forward. And that's an authenticity that I had to learn that I had. I didn't think I had at that time because I didn't know who I was. So I'm inviting you on this journey to do the same for you. Find ways that you can break into who you are. When did you feel uncomfortable? What challenged that discomfort? And what are you doing today that makes you feel great? What does that authenticity look like? If you could picture a day in the life of, what would your day in the life of look like? If you had messaging and important value that you want to share with others, what is the core of that? Is it to help them find ease, alignment, abundance? Is it to create a form of all of the above? It doesn't have to be one. But really understand that when you are creating anything in life, if you are doing it inauthentically, you will feel it and the end results will be different and you will have people that will purchase that will feel it as well. Like how many times have you bought a program, a course or a book where you read it and you're like, this sounds like BS. Like this sounds like, you know, practice what you preach is not implemented here and I can't stand by this. Like if you're not even going to implement it and I'm watching, why should I follow? So look at yourself, look at how you can bring core values to it. And so here's the thing. I lost my sister. I started fucking Fridays and I realized after going through that experience and event, I was never going to live a facade life again. Like I was never going to try and be somebody I wasn't. So then I just started telling people I'm a psychic medium and I believe you are too. And I believe the thing that makes it weird is what other people have done by trying to bring their ego into it where we try and sound like I'm important. I was born with it and you're not. I don't believe in that. I believe we all have it. The thing is, is how I connect will be different than how you do. How I implement it will be different than how you do and how I develop also can be different too. And so the real opportunity comes in finding that. And that's when I started to find my tribe because people vibe with their tribe. That whole time prior to that, I was living a facade. I was inauthentic because I was holding back on who I truly was. People could know me on a superficial level and maybe two degrees lower, but they didn't get to the core of who I was because I didn't let them because I was worried about how I'd be judged. But the moment I stopped caring, guys, I built beautiful relationships. My business expanded, and now I actually really limit my marketing because it naturally flows because people can tell. Not only that, but my reviews will show it too. I don't have to tell you I'm amazing or anything like that, and I'm not saying I am. I'm not, I'm not that person. But the idea is I just let you guys do your own homework on what I offer. I will be very honest through it. If people, like if I do a coach call with people, I'll say, I might not be for you if this is what you're looking for. I am not the person for you if you're not going to do the work. I'm not going to make a difference in your life if you're not going to take action. Like It's very true because then you're wasting your time. And not only that, but I would feel terrible taking your money doing that. Like It's just something that's very real for me. So core values. Who are you? What results do you want to give people? What can that look like? Is it a product, a service? Is it you? What are you bringing to the table here as a business? And then look at yourself personally. I know I'm a fast talker. I know I'm coffee addicted. I'm a mom of two. And sometimes I'm a hot mess where's mom bun. So if you look at my marketing, it's on point because I am who I say I am. I'm in yoga pants and it could very well be pajama bottoms. You don't need to know. But the idea is I am still showing up and giving you the messaging that will hopefully make an impact in your day. That's the goal. That's the goal. It doesn't matter about all the rest for me because that's not my focus. Find yours. Find your focus. Find your goal. Find who you are live that life. And that's kind of where I want to, you know, stem everything around. I want to give you an opportunity to find that authenticity. And why am I doing that? Because 
your energy is going to then attract everything else. And I, I'm a believer in manifestation. I'm a believer in law of attraction. And I believe that if you're going to have some, like some form of self-sabotage, it's going to come in the lack of worthiness. And that is going to come from being inauthentic. And every time I was truly inauthentic, not great things happened. And I want that to be something that you can eliminate in your life too, because the biggest form of discomfort comes from just holding yourself back. You're going to hold regrets. You're going to get resentful and you're going to wish that you had changed yourself for the idea of your full potential. Like if you were to think on your deathbed, there was a nurse who wrote a, like a blog or a book. I can't even remember, but it was on like, what are the five most biggest regrets? And it's actually speaking their truth, doing their passion, relaxing and like not feeling guilty about it, like not worrying about cleaning up all the little things and, and just having these connections, like not holding on to anger and forgiving people and things like that. Like these are the things that are passionate for me because they're so real. And I've seen so much loss happen. And the thing is, is we can help each other, but only if we're authentic. I can't do those superficial conversations where it's like, how are you? Good. How are you? Great. How's the weather? That's nice. And then a lull. It's like, Hey, this sounds like really shitty things that are going on right now. How can I support you? What is going on in your life that you want to talk about? And then no bar hold. Like you just let it out, let it out. And the thing is, is I understand what's mine to take on and I understand what's yours. And the idea of that is understanding too transference and countertransference. This is something I'm going to say multiple times to help maybe like little plugs of some conscious beliefs. So you understand when somebody dumps everything on you, it is not your job to take it on authentically. You might want to because you're a healer an empath, clairsentient, whatever you want to call it, but you're disempowering that soul. They're not going to learn their life lesson. They're going to continue that cycle. You're going to enable that pattern. So counter transference is you dumping your stuff on other people. I have vent buddies, vent buddies being, I can talk to them. They can talk to me. We're authentic. We share it, but I know it's mine. I know it's theirs and I let them grow and they let me grow. That's something that I wanted to share on this too, because I don't want you to like stress about not being able to be real and like have that opportunity of vulnerability, but understanding that you can be real and vulnerable and everything too, but not showing the scar and the wound being very different patterns. And Brene Brown talks about that. And so when I brought that up before, I want to just say like, the scar is when you've healed. When I can talk about the passing of my sister, I'm not fully healed. There's still days that are very rough. Like I will say this every day of the week, but like April 10th is my least favorite day of the year. And it's the story I tell myself because that's the day my sister became an angel. We call it her angelversary. And I believe that, you know, her energy is always with us and I connect with her, but it would be physically beautiful if she could be here with her son and my, my family. It would be beautiful if we could still continue to grow these memories. And we had talked about being those old ladies in the nursing home, you know, harassing our husbands and pinching bums and being weird. But the thing is, is I don't get that. So I have those moments where remorse and things come up, but I don't want to make that the counter transference where I dump on you guys instead showing the scar is working through the healing and not being overly emotional and putting that emotion on you where it brings you into a state of discomfort. And it brings you into a space of feeling like you need to take it on. It's bringing a value opportunity of saying like, Hey, I've been there. I get it. I feel you, but it will get better. It will get better through time. It will get better through talking about it and it'll get better through actually doing things that make you happy again and giving yourself permission. And a lot of times, this is something that I had to learn the hard way, but survivor's guilt is real. 
the guilt on like the five stages of grief that is commonly known and the sixth one, which I released a podcast on that. And if you want to learn, it's called grief relief. You can check out that episode. I actually, let's double check on what episode that is. Cause that's always fun. But when I talk about things, I want you to know that there's so many different spaces of growth and that coming into a space of opportunity, you can learn to heal yourself. And so episode 13, grief relief, you can actually go through and find how I got through that. If that's something that you want to learn about, or if you know somebody who's struggling with it, feel free to share with them. But my idea is when I show up authentically, when I talk about these things, I want you to know that it's just from a space of knowing that I'm not alone in this and maybe having a safe opportunity for you to discuss it. You can open your up as well. And I want that for you. I want you to have that. I want you to grow and I want you to find joy again. And I want you to find the opportunities that you can take your authenticity and maybe monetize on it. Maybe connect with more tribe members of what will bring you value and fun and what you can do in every day to really like set the tone for success. Because how many times you play small, hold regret and wish you could do something more. That's something that I never want you to go back on and regret. So this whole episode kind of was like a mini riff and I hope it brought you value. I wish you all of the best. And again, I am super grateful that you were here. Much love. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.